Welcome to the OT's Gone Rogue podcast, where we are all about supporting OTs who are choosing to think outside the box and do things differently. I'm your host, Melissa LaPointe. Over the years, I've had the pleasure of connecting with the most remarkable therapists who are finding their way as thought leaders, change makers, and heart-led entrepreneurs. They've helped to inspire me to think big and be brave in terms of finding my voice, putting myself out there, and bringing my work to a bigger stage. This podcast is a culmination of my personal and professional experiences as it relates to family wellness, women's health, coaching, overcoming adversity, brain health, and entrepreneurship. I'm using this platform to share inspirational stories, words of wisdom, and tangible resources where we can help more OTs around the globe to take the road less traveled, even when it feels messy and uncomfortable. Okay, are you ready to join us? This is the OT's Gone Rogue podcast. Hey everyone, Melissa LaPointe here, and welcome back to another episode of the OT's Gone Rogue podcast. Today's episode is a little bit different in that I have a special guest joining me, and it is not an OT. My special guest today is actually my business mentor, James Wedmore. As you'll hear in the episode, I first signed up to work with James in October 2018. I thought I was signing up for one of his business programs and that I would learn more about growing and scaling with my online course and my coaching program. And he delivered on that, of course. But what I really got out of his program was a deeper understanding of myself. He helped me to identify so many limiting beliefs that I had been carrying around for years my attitude towards outsourcing my relationship with money, pricing, selling, and knowing my numbers. This has all completely changed for me in the last two years. So for today's episode, I wanted to do something a little different. I wanted to share some of my biggest lessons that I've learned from James, but I wanted to do it in a way where I was inviting you guys into the conversation with us. And I didn't tell James any of this before we started recording, by the way. He was totally game to just follow my lead and start talking. You're going to hear us chatting about a lot of things that at first glance may not seem focused on business growth and development, but stay with us and you'll soon realize that yes, this is what being in business is all about, where we are growing from the inside out. Okay, I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Let's roll out my interview with James Wedmore. All right, here we go. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the OT's Gone Rogue podcast. James Wedmore, welcome to the podcast. Wow, Melissa, you have a great podcasting voice. (laughs) Thank you. I'm coming off of a cold as well. (laughs) Oh, I wouldn't have known. So, James, I'm going to uh, switch things up a little bit. And what I wanted to do, how I was preparing for this podcast. So I first started learning under you in October 2018. And then I went to BBD Live in October 2019, which is when I signed up for your next level coaching program. Oh, wow. That was a great event to be. A different world. Yeah, it was a different world, you know, a different life. It was, it feels like a lifetime ago at this point. It does. Boy, the world's changed. (laughs) And, you know, how I was preparing for this episode, I thought, oh my goodness, what do I want to talk to James about? And really my audience has heard me reference your work, reference some of the things, Mm. some of the many things that I've learned from you. 
And in prepping for this, what I decided to do was to outline my top lessons or my top takeaways. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes they're stories, sometimes they're examples of ways I've implemented your teachings and good news and bad news. The good news is that I came up with 32. The bad news is that I came up with 32 uh, and we don't have time to go through all of that. That's a lot. There's there no were, way I know 32 things, let there alone There were teach a lot, <laughs> you know, going through in all different areas of my life. And it was really, did was you really list awesome. them alphabetically or? No, I don't No, I don't operate like that. Um, it's all in chicken scratches where I understand my own words. <laughs> so what I wanted to do, yeah, 32 in all like, and even going through it, you know, it's fascinating when you sign up for a business program that you think it's about mm-hmm. business when it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Got her. Got her. Right? Like that's nope. one. And that actually wasn't one of the 32. But looking at all the different arrays, you know, different areas of my life where I'm like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that was a big one. Oh yeah, that was a big one. So what I'm going to do in no particular order, because I know we're not going to get through all of them, is I'm going to use this as an opportunity to fill you in a little bit, but also... Aww. To help share your teachings with my audience, because my audience knows my work, they know what I do, and some know your work, but not everybody. So we're going to bring them in to the story a little bit. How does that sound? I love it. Yeah. What what do you want from me? Anything from me? Just uh, expand on some of these or? I'm going to take like, I don't know, I didn't actually practice this. So I'm going to say 15 to 20 seconds to sometimes a little bit longer to set the scene, so to speak. And then you can share your two cents worth. Cool. You can say pass. I don't want to talk about this. Uh, <laughs> I doubt you it. Pass. I'm stumped. <laughs> you can elaborate. Um, so basically this is going to be very conversational in nature, like we're having a Love cup it. of coffee. Yeah. So that's how we're going to do this. And it's just going to be conversational in nature and we'll go from there. How's that sound? I love it. Let's okay. do it. Which one am I going to pick first? I almost should have had these, you know, drawn out of a bowl, so to speak. Okay. First one, I just (laughs) had two words with exclamations and stars around them. Mm. I'm behind. This is one of the biggest lessons that I've learned from you because I am my own worst critic and I catch myself all the time saying, telling myself, oh my goodness, I'm behind or telling others, I'm so sorry, I'm behind. And one of the lessons that I learned from you quite some time ago that it's like you're on my shoulder all the time and I am getting better at catching myself behind what? What timeline are you on? What Mm -hmm. expectation? You know, we, we have this idea of where we should be these quotations, right? I should be doing this. I should be doing that. This is what I, you know, I set the intention and this was my plan. And now things are veering off track or I'm not meeting the deadline that I had set this imaginary deadline that I, you know, all of a sudden have put so much emphasis on. So that's something that I catch my coaching clients doing as well. Oh, I'm so behind. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I hear your voice behind what? Behind who? Mm-hmm. Like, what kind exactly. of timeline are you on? So can you speak yeah. to that for a moment? Pass. <laughs> oh, geez, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, no, that's, well, let's just, there's a deeper topic here, which is, this is all pressure language. Yes. So when you talk about that inner critic, we believe a lot of what we think and we don't really we be, it's very interesting. It's almost like a catch 22 is like, we tend to believe everything we think, but we don't really take the time to analyze what it is that we're thinking. And so we just say these very pressure language type, uh, statements. I should be, 
um, I need to be, I have to be, I'm behind is another great example. And you just never feel good saying it. It just doesn't feel good. And, and, and then that's just where a lot of people are left is overwhelmed. When you're overwhelmed, like, cause I, what I really obsess about, as you know, is performance, increasing levels of your performance in, in business and all areas of your life. And that, why I love that word and I love that topic is it's not the same as doing more, getting more done. That's, that's not, that is a focus on 3D action and look at all the things on my to-do list Whereas performance is more uh, of an emphasis on the results that you produce. And results are, in the most simplest, simplistic sense, it's what you want. And that's what success is, is getting what you want, getting what you said you'd get. And so if two people want a million dollar business, but one did it in two hours a day versus someone 12 hours a day, someone performed a lot higher than the other person, right? Mm -hmm. So why I'm bringing up the topic of performance is if you want to unleash higher levels of performance, it does not mean doing more, working longer, working faster, working harder. It means producing results more efficiently and effectively. And these pressure words are hindering your performance. Like, for example, when you say I'm behind, how do you feel? How do you feel in your body? Do you feel more productive? Do you just all of a sudden from this place of behind get more done? No, because now the frame has switched for your lens is you're looking at life, your list, your business, whatever, through the lens of lack. Like there is catching up to do. So now you're focused more on catching up than just producing the result. And yes, exactly what you're saying is this is where I start to ask people saying, well, how far behind are you? And who are you behind? And, and how do we measure that? How do you even know that you're behind? Yeah. You know, so we need to be very careful with the words that we tell ourselves. Absolutely. So, and yeah. this, you know, this understanding or showing ourselves some grace and compassion in terms of maybe you're exactly where you need to be. You know, maybe well, you're, this you're, is you're always you exactly be. where you you're always exactly where you need to be. Yeah. That's the beautiful thing is so there's that now brings in this concept of resistance versus presence. Yeah. So <clears throat> resistance versus acceptance. So when we talk about performance, to the degree in which you accept what is, is the degree in which you can do something about it. So when you're, I'm behind, you're resisting your current situation. You're resisting what is through a judgment of yourself or the situation. And the more we judge it, the more we resist it, push it away and label it as this is a problem, this is something wrong, versus this is what it is, I accept it, it's, it's perfect that it is, now let's deal with it. Let's go somewhere from here. And if, if someone here listening thinks that's, oh, that's just semantics or something, no, is absolutely not. Because most people are judging everything that's happening as wrong or bad or shouldn't be. But to the degree in which you accept what is, the degree in which you have the power to do something about it. So mm -hmm. resistance is that like pushing away. And that's, that's hindering performance massively. And yeah, these are all the like, I'm so glad you're bringing these up because I can always sit there and just tell someone what to do and give them the steps and the action plan and we can go there at any time. Yeah. But just like you said, like, oh, you thought you're joining a business program and it's like all about me, you know, about you, uh, about yeah. your own personal growth. And that's because your business is a reflection of you. Yeah. The choices you make, the habits that are automatic for you, the, the way you think about things and your emotions. I'm a dude and not too many dudes. Like uh, it's more like, women that are attracted to my world. I'm trying to get more dudes, but 
I find myself being rarer than I would like to be as being a guy that knows and understands how important your emotional uh, state is at all times. Mm-hmm. And that when I'm feeling good and I'm feeling light, I'm, I'm focused, I'm clear, I'm full of energy and I'm producing results. I'm working on the right things the right way. I'm not making mistakes. And these things matter. You yes, know, these things, they, they really do matter in terms yeah. of what it is you're creating and putting out there in the world. You're making my second one. I'm going to tie one in. Oops. We're going to do a two and one. Sorry. Uh, well, no, I was like, should I, cause I can't talk about it at all. Right. But this one fits in well, because especially for my audience, we're therapists managing your state and how, mm-hmm. you know, looking at your state and really in there, you know, we talk a lot about self-regulation. We talk about a lot about co-regulation. Mm-hmm. And as a therapist, if we if we were going into a session, yes, one hundred percent in terms of our interactions with our client or our our patient, we would really emphasize state regulation for ourselves. You know, that's how we are going to elicit the transformation. That's how we are going to facilitate that therapeutic connection. Yet I'm surprised how quickly we let that drop as a priority when we switch over to business. And that is another takeaway that I learned from you or a lesson in terms of, yes, that is one of your business goals or that is a business aspiration and really coming from a place of state regulation and looking at what is your state and understanding that overwhelm, you know, because we can tie overwhelm into a state. A lot of us often talk about feeling overwhelmed, especially as therapists in business. And, you know, that is a choice. And let's come back to state regulation and look at where, you know, what is that baseline? What kind of energy are we putting out into the world? And it applies as much to business as it does to therapy. Yeah. So when you start a business, I don't think people recognize that you're saying yes to at least two things. So like if someone says like, I love coaching, I love therapy, I love helping people, I'm going to start my own business. What they assumed a very dangerous assumption is that all they're going to be doing is helping or coaching or solving someone's problems, but you're actually also a business owner. Yes. And there's a lot of people that don't, that say, oh, I don't like that part. I hate that part. Then don't start a business. And to be a business coach and do what I do and reach people I do and and give the advice and not start a business (laughs) sounds pretty crazy and like doesn't doesn't help my case. Uh, You're not gonna work with me if I tell you to not start a business. But the reality is, is when we talk about state management, it's as simple as this. It really is as simple as this. You got to do what you love and, and love what you do. Mm. And you can hear that a million times and say, I've heard this is nothing new. Good. You should stop looking for things that are new and, and look what it, for what is tried and true and simple and look to the difference between knowledge and knowing, which is, is this just a concept? Or is this how I'm living my life? Mm -hmm. And when we decide to be a business owner, there's a lot of people that don't like being a business owner. And so if everything's energy, what is that energy that you're putting into all of that? And why do you want to spend your life doing something? Because that's that's the thing is like, as a business owner, you're still spending a predominant amount of your time doing business, even if you're helping people and being the coach or the therapist, whatever. So uh, now by your own, decision, choice, because life is choice. You've made the decision to, to spend a good portion of your life doing something that you don't like. That doesn't make any sense to me. And so what I tell people today 
the secret. I'll, I'll, I, I do this always in air quotes or kind of <laughs> silly, but there are secrets to success. When people say there's no secret to success, stop looking for the secret. There are absolutely are secrets to success. Okay. Um, it, it's just not maybe what you thought they were, but they are. And one of them is this, what we're talking about, which is what I've been starting to share recently is the doing is the destination. Yes. What, what I mean by that is if you're saying, well, I see what Melissa does and I see other people like that and she's, she's really successful. She probably makes a ton of money and people know her and she's got a podcast and blah, 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 blah. I want that. That's what we say is the destination. When I have the podcast, when I have the money, when I have the fame, when people know me, then I'll be happy. I'll be significant. I'll be successful. So like, let's call that the destination, right? Then you are where you are, point A versus point B. And so you start going out on that journey. You know, like you put it into your GPS and you're going out on the journey and you're on your trek and you hate every step of the journey or most of it or half of it. You're never going to get there for starters, you know, because everything's energy. It's like, what are you putting into it? But you've missed the whole point. That's not the destination. That's the byproduct of the destination. The destination is the doing. You need to look at what do I love doing? And you need to do that. And it's, it sounds very, you know, counterintuitive to my own interest of, of being a business coach. But if you, don't, if you don't love running a business, and I'm not talking about the stuff that like, we all have to do things like pay taxes and stuff like that, right? And I don't, I, you know, I have people now today to do that, but when I started, I had to do that. And that's just like, you got to take your vitamins, you know, you got to do the things you don't want to do at, at times. You all got to go to the dentist, you know, but those are like little pieces. If it's mm-hmm. like the by and large, like, I hate this. Ugh. I, I, I hate having a vision. I hate having goals. I hate having to be, you know, self-reliant. I, I hate that. It's like, I have to come up with the plan. Then don't be a business owner, but hating your way. You cannot hate your way. To happy. Hmm. So today I say the doing is the destination. Yeah. And if you're, if, if look, it's as simple as this, what does this have to do with state change? Everything. Because I don't need to come on this show and go for 10 minutes, like Tony, which I love Tony Robbins, but like change my state, be happy, like force it. Like I need to be happy. It's like, no, I just am excited to be here. Whoa, crazy concept. Like my life and business is that I got to sleep in this morning because I, I stay up late. I'm not one of these like 6 a.m. successful myths. That's one of these silly myths. I go to bed late. I sleep in. Like 9 a.m. I'm getting up. Okay, that's my life. And then I sat around. I listened to audios and drank coffee for just under two hours. And then I open up the laptop and here we are. And I get to do that. I ask my life. And that's amazing that I'm already in a great, great state. There's no like forcing anything. It's like, I'm doing what I love and I'll do this until she kicks me off the podcast. (laughs) I'll keep going. And that is so important because you will be successful. This is as simple as it is. As I said, secret to success at what you give your heart to when you love what you do. And when you pour that love into the thing that you're doing, And here's the beautiful part about that. I believe firmly that your heart really is the GPS. So your heart 
is trying to tell you what you're here to do. Yeah. But we don't listen to it because we're so busy. In our We've been trained <laughs> to be in our head. If that's not logical, James. You can't, how many times, you, the amount of people, it's like, we, we have an eight figure company today. We've made, and I, I say these numbers, obviously it's not to brag. It's to, it's to kind of, I like to stretch people's thinking. We've made a million dollars from 9am in the morning. And by four o'clock we'd made a million dollars. So that's like, that's crazy pants. Right. And the amount of people in my life that told me, what I'm doing is stupid. What I'm doing is crazy. Can't be done. Um, even just starting years ago, what are you doing with your life? What is this nonsense? Why are you wasting your time? This is not yeah. blah, 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 blah. But I chose then not to be in my head and say, you know what? They're right. It's not realistic. It's not logical. It's not safe. I should be getting a career. I should be following this plan. I should do what my dad did. Da, 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 da. Even I remember one of my best friends said, just get an effing job. That was his advice to me. Just get an effing job, a real job. But I listened to my heart. I didn't know I was listening to my heart. I was so stubborn and this feeling inside of me going like, no, because you won't be happy doing anything else but this. Yeah. So your heart is always telling you, and that's a moving target, what's next for you, your purpose, your dharma. And when you're following that, you're going to be happy doing what you're doing. You're going to love what you're doing. And so what's more important than your happiness. I don't think anything is. Yeah. Well, my family is. Yeah. And you can't give them what you don't have yourself. <laughs> so it always starts with you. Flight attendants. What do they always say? Put the oxygen mask on you before you assist loved ones and young, young little kiddos. Yeah. So I, I think that's where it all starts. All right. It's like, you know, my points because you just keep setting me up for the next one. So I like this. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm cheating. I'm somehow I'm cheating. I must be cheating. Well, so the next one, so this one came up about three weeks before I traveled to California to your event, I was going through one of your trainings and the words, you know, and I just remember having this moment of, Oh, <laughs> that one really hit home. You had said, no one is coming to save you. It's beautiful. And yeah really talking about, so owning it, you know, assessing the situation, owning it, um, taking responsibility for it, because at that point it was around your mind, your money program. So I was really leaning into my financial situation and some friction in my life around some situations with my finances where there are other people involved. And that ties into, so no one is coming to save you. It really helped me to step up and take responsibility for the situation that I was in and to own it, then decide what am I doing to change it. But underneath all of that, operating from a place of gratitude. And I'm, you know, <laughs> doing much better at this, but it's a slippery slope where I can easily go into guilt and shame, guilt and shame for not doing it right. Guilt and shame for past mistakes and really carrying that, you know, coming from a place of gratitude. So one of my, you know, no one's coming to save you, but one of my big takeaways or my big lessons is really understanding when we are operating from that place of gratitude and gratitude for past challenges, gratitude for contrast in my life, you know that I was able to overcome those challenges. I'm not going to wish them away and I'm not going to have any regrets over them. It's made me who I am and that's why I'm here. So I've shifted my perspective on those past mistakes, on my current mistakes, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever I make them mean in the moment. And really, you know, when we're operating from a place of gratitude, 
and abundance, how many things change, including who we attract to our work. You know, that's been a big one. Oh, you just opened up a whole nother can at the, <laughs> at the end of that one. That's a whole nother topic that blows people's minds. Like, yeah. Um, maybe we can go there if you want, but let's start with where you started. Um, this statement you said, no one's coming to save you. It's really interesting because statements like that, by and large, as a generalization, are inarguable. So it's not like I had to convince you that that was true. You just kind of like, you're right. So then it begs the question, so if that perspective shifted how you looked at things, what was the perspective that you had before? And what would you say if you had to go there with me? Um, I would say there was still some things I was holding on to. This isn't going into victim mode. This isn't my fault. Why do I mm-hmm. have to deal with this when I didn't cause this issue? Uh, resentment. Mm-hmm. You know, there were definitely yeah. some of those feelings which were not serving me nor my relationships. I, I think... We learn a lot about how to be in the world from that young age. And there's, you know, a lot of studies and, and conversations had about that. And if you think about it, we spend a good chunk of our life dependent on others. And things happen like older brother, older sister does something. And we, if we just say like, no, this was wrong, mommy. This is what he did to me. Then mom and dad comes around and says, Sean, go to your room. Thank you. Right. And it, and I I believe because you know psychology talks about the victim mentality is a you know it's a real thing and it's it's this predisposition that we have to um, you know say or point blame and responsibility to others and it's 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 a it's a big conversation and when we talk about this here. I don't even want to talk about it as like a fact or, or a truth or anything. I think it's a choice. I think it's a choice to see your life as through the lens of either cause or effect. So I can take stock of my life and my current circumstances. And listen, people are dealt crappy hands crappy things happen to all of us. And, and there's a lot of people out there where way less are way worse circumstances. And, uh, it's, it's not about like, well, that's your responsibility. It's in any moment in your life with the hand you're dealt, the circumstances you have, you have a choice. Am I going to look at my life through the lens of choosing to be the cause of my life or the effect and when you choose to be at cause in your life, you'll already sense a stronger feeling of your personal power. You'll feel like there's something that you can do about it. And that's empowerment. I, I don't like using that word because the whole notion of I empower you is very disempowering because it requires me to empower you. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to empower you today. It's like, what? No, it's empowering yourself. And so it's the choice that only you can make. Concept to knowing, living, operating from. To choose to see where in your life you've been operating at the effect, blame, 
It's not about blame. When you've been a cause of your life, it's not about blame. It's about being the author, choosing to be the author of your story today. Let's turn the page. Let's start a new effing chapter and let's write a new story. What are we creating now? Okay, that's what got created. That sucks. Hate it. Blame and fault is irrelevant, by the way. I don't go there. I go to, is it working or not? Oh, it's not working? What caused it to not work? Okay, great. Let's not do that again. What do we want now? What are we writing now? What are we creating now? And that's living and operating from place and being at cause in your life. But a lot of people, because our whole lives are like, you know, young childhood formative years, we really were like when we tattled on someone or when we cried or whatever, like someone stepped in. Someone came and saved the day. And when you go into business, which don't get me started, I love, I love school. I'm a constant growth learner mindset. That's another one of James' secret to success. Never stop learning. Always be learning. Always be growing. And you know what the greatest, deepest topic that you'll never fully master, that you can continue learning till the day you die, is you. Yes. That is, the, sure. that is the greatest topic. You could not fill a library with you. People don't get that. You got to chew on that one for a bit. Because I, I could say, Melissa, do you go back to that conference in 2019 and who you are now? Do you know more about yourself now than you know then? Oh my gosh, that's a book. So you <laughs> it's a book. You don't think you're going to learn more about yourself over the next year, over the year after that, the year after that, until the, the day die. It's, it's endless who you are, who you're becoming, who, yeah. you, who you've shedded, who you've let go of, right? School didn't teach us how to be an entrepreneur. Sorry, that becomes very controversial for people, but it's, it's true, okay? I, I didn't, we I, talk I was about entrepreneurial. that a lot. Yeah, OT school I, I, I was entrepreneurial. <laughs> I was starting businesses in high school. I was flipping motorcycles, restoring old vintage motorcycles, selling parts on a little site called eBay back in 1998. If you go and look, eBay was barely, barely, barely a thing in 1998. Yeah. I got called into my counselor's office because he said I wasn't taking career day uh, seriously. He said, You're t you treated it like a joke. I said, I'm already making more money than you. So why should I take career advice for you? That didn't go over well, <laughs> but I was not, I was not groomed or, or taught anything about entrepreneurship in the public education system. That's fine. I have no resentment for that whatsoever. But what I, what, why I say that is then you one day go, I want to start a business. I want to do my own thing. And you realize that either you're using the rules of a different game to play this game, or you know absolutely nothing about it. And a lot of it is this wide open, empty space of in, it's a blank canvas of infinite possibility. You want to start a business, but what do you want to do? How do you want to do it? What do you want it to look like? There's so many decisions, so many choices, so many options. And that's the beautiful thing. That's freedom. That's creative freedom yeah. right there. But then we just kind of get back into an employee mindset and say, maybe if I just keep my head down and just kind of chug along and work and work and work, someone will give me permission. Someone will bring me up the ranks. Someone will finally give me a paycheck or something. And we just have, that was running in the background for me. I tell, I tell my clients, like, if you not notice that most of us are operating from a permission-based paradigm in our lives, we're waiting for that permission from someone. Yeah. to be the expert, to start the business, to launch the podcast, to do that thing. And no one's coming to, to give you permission. No one's coming to save you. No one's coming to fix it. And that is so beautiful. It's so beautiful. People think that's a bad thing. Like, oh, James is so dark and nihilistic and whatever. <laughs> Not at all. Because I tell my clients, I'm like, look, I could come in there and I could build your business for you. And that's not bragging. That's just 15 years of a lot of experience, a lot of different niches, doing a lot of different things. I've been in every single role in my own company. I can do a lot. 15 years of obsessing over one thing, you get some level of mastery at it. You get pretty good at it. But I say, you don't want me to. 
And this goes back to what we said before. What do you mean? I'd love for you. Wouldn't you love for me to come in and take your business to like eight figures? But at the end of the day, something would happen. You'd have this moment where you realized that the business you have isn't yours because you didn't create it. It's not your accomplishment. It wasn't your experience. It goes back to what I said before. The destination is the doing. You don't want me to create it. You want to create it because it's the experience of creation that we're craving and the feeling we have around that. And um, that's why it's so beautiful. No one's coming to save you, but you at any moment can save yourself. Yeah. And create what you want. And um, that's pretty awesome. Should be, that should be a good thing for people. Well, and we're going to knock two, two and one again. So do I talk too much? No, Should you're I go not. shorter? Um, okay. No, you keep doing you. Uh, and I'm. Would you Would you tell me if I was talking too much? I would. I'm not. Oh, shy. okay. All right. Okay. All right. He's honest. I like it. I'm brutally honest. Um. So one thing that I really appreciate, you know, when you talk about because you have so many resources, you have so many different systems and processes, and you do have a wealth of experience in terms of building a business. And how many times I've heard someone say, what is the best way to do this? Or what is the one way Mm. or what? And how many times I've heard you come back and say, there's no one way, there's no right way. And really encouraging us to let go of that, because there are a lot of people in the industry who are saying, you have to do it this way, or you have to do it that way. You need this tool, you need this software. And, you know, knowing that there are infinite ways, there's no wrong or right way to build a business. So that's one piece. But I want to come back to this playbook, because that's one especially the last year, um, really leaning into that through the next level coaching experience where business is a game and it's a game where we need a playbook. And, you know, part of it looking at, so first, you know, where are we now? Where do we want to be? And in a year from now, really looking at the destination and creating, you know, reverse engineering and creating my, my playbook. But this idea that business is a game, because when I first got started, my business was my baby. I've heard you talk about that. (laughs) My Uh my business was my baby. I was very attached to my business. I wasn't necessarily uh, making decisions that were objective in nature because I had so many things tied into, you know, my, my business, my identity, everything. And this concept of business being a game, when I first heard that it was this moment of, Oh, but my relationships with my coaching clients, you know, that's not a game to me. And my, you know, and I started to think about this and, Oh, but the people I'm serving, that's not a game. I don't take that lightly, but really appreciating that by having a more efficient playbook, it helps me to have a more powerful business model where I can then have a bigger impact. And that, you know, again, coming back to this playbook and how it allows me to more efficiently serve my audience, how, you know, it creates this space where because I have this playbook I've been developing, now I can really, no, now I can shine in terms of how I'm serving my customers and my clients. Uh, can you speak to to that and to the playbook that you've helped me to create with my business? I can speak to so much. Uh, for anyone out there who's ever read any of the Carlos Castaneda books, um, I believe the first one was The Teachings of Don Juan. One of the things that Don Juan said in there is um, something to the effect of you have to live your life where you care about everything and at the same time care about nothing. I've chewed on that sentence for years. 
I think that's a, that's a big doozy because it kind of came to mind when you kind of talked about this, like little resistance and, and tug between the idea of going from business to a baby to business of being a game. Now, why I, 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 I'm very careful, you know, power of language, right? And the words we use when we begin to look at, cause how you look at uh, things determines what's possible, right? So how you see business will determine what's possible. So when you see your business as a baby, um, what you have to consider that is look at a baby itself. A, you know, being a mother is a full-time job because the baby is, its literal survival is dependent on you. So how much of your business choosing to call it a baby is so that you can feel needed and have significance in your life because some, someone, something needs you. But what is it? Just a question. What is it doing for you? You know what I mean? Is it, is it completely 100% dependent on you, just like a baby, but in no way provides anything for you or not enough to sustain your life? And it's just draining your life, right? Um, because real life babies start to grow up. Is your business staying a baby? Yeah. <laughs> Are we stunting its growth? Um, and so one of the first things we say is the playbook is the processes, the structure and the systems of a business. And that's what a business is. It's a, it's a machine of interlocking systems that work together. Yes. That's what allows your business to grow up. Now, where we shift to calling your business a game is it's really interesting because it really has nothing to do necessarily with whether you take things seriously or not. Because if you look at someone like, uh, you know, a professional NFL player, I'm sure they take the Super Bowl very seriously, right? It's, it's a high stakes game, but it's a game nonetheless. Um, you know, so some people go, Oh, like a board game. Well, there's all kinds of games. There's high stakes games. There's weekend fun games with family and friends. And there's the Super Bowl. The point is, is that's part of your choice. Well, what kind of game you want to play statement of care about everything at the same time, care about nothing. When I choose to do something like work with a client, just like you're saying, I want to, I'm going to put in a hundred percent of me and, and there's going to be that commitment and that care and that love and that attention and that presence to be at, operate from the highest level that I can at this point in my life to be of service to that person. And everything else doesn't matter. And I have a mastermind of, you know, very, you know, uh, successful clients I've worked with. And I always like to tell them towards the end of the year that I said, I've been secretly trying to get you to um, not give an F about any of this. Because I think what's happening is we do put too much self-importance on the wrong things, like reputation, looking good. Oh no, I made a mistake. What will they think? What will they say? And so for me, it's about care about the, the lasting impact and the difference I could make in someone's life and don't care about anything else. And in that way, that's the game I'm playing. And in the game I play, I'm already winning because I'm playing. And that's the win. The doing is a destination. And I'm having fun every single day. And nothing else matters. If you don't like me, that's great. I don't care. Why, why would I care? The people I love in my life like me or love me back. I'm good. Right? But all this confronting stuff comes up when we do that. Right. So, um, you know, that's, that's a big piece I wanted to pull out there. So when we look at the playbook, 
the, the reason I, I, I love this so much is there are a lot of moving pieces of business. And like I was saying before, it's kind of like a blank canvas. And so where this really started to come to me is this simple idea that, you know, it's like almost like one of these statements of like, you can't, um, no one's coming to save you. It's also like similar to that. And it's like, if you want to build something great, you can't do it alone. I think we're here to co-create. I think we're here to work together and, and build relationships, working relationships, partnerships, synergies, and, and stuff like that. And, you know, no man, no woman is an island. And what I found was, here's that simple truth. It's like, you can't do it alone. Um, that's why you're not great at everything. Have you ever wondered why you're not like a perfect man? You have skills, you have strengths, and then you have weaknesses. If you were just unbelievably amazing inherently at everything, you would never need another human being in your life and you would just be alone. And so we need, we need to ask for help. We need to work with people. And um, what I found is that as I started building a team, I was working even longer and harder. Doing it, I was doing their job and mine and then managing them and then reprimand, and it was awful. And everything switched for me in a very simple moment, thanks to Lego, or I like to call it Legos. I was just, I'm a Lego just the, fan. I like them. Yeah, <laughs> I love them. And what I love about them is you can create exactly what's on the picture of the box, whether it's 500 pieces or 5,000 pieces. And it's by just following the instructions. And the instructions are so simple, step by step by step by step. And so I realized that I was doing a lot of stuff in my head that I didn't realize because we collapse all of these things that we do. When you do something unconscious competence, it's like a thousand steps all just automatically firing and happening without you even having to, just like getting in your car. That's a classic cliche example. You get in your car, you put the seatbelt on, you check the mirror, you do the, and you're on your phone or talking to somebody while you're doing it. You don't even know all the things you do, but the first time you learn to drive, okay, what do I do first, right? Everything was so conscious and present and stressed out. And did I do this wrong? And I'm thinking through it. Uh, and so I realized I was doing a lot of stuff in my business without realizing how many steps were involved and how automatic it had become. And then I bring someone on. I'm like, here, go do it. And they couldn't do it. They're missing steps. They're making mistakes. And I'm like, I got to do so myself. So I sat down and I said, what would it look like to create a Lego instruction manual for every single piece in my business? And I just created a few and I started handing them to people and then boom, they got the exact same result. And today that's what I've discovered is that's a true sign of mastery. Mastery isn't when you're really good at something or you've done 10,000 hours. It's when now you can get someone else to do it just as good or better than you. And that really set me off on a whole new trajectory because what I saw and what I continue to see is you got a lot of people out there that are going through thousands of hours of online courses and stuff like that, but they're nowhere closer to where they want to be. And that comes down to the knowledge versus knowing concepts versus living from. Today, you've got a bunch of know-it-all newbies, people that have a head full of contradictory information, concepts, data, whatever, videos, training courses. They've taken all the things, but it's not integrated. It's not embodied. It's not used. It's not, it's not implemented. It's not manifested out there in the world. And so what we started to do is create content that's complete action-oriented, which is you want to have this result, here are the step-by-step, -step, the Lego instruction manual for it. In other words, you can learn all day long about Lego and you can watch online videos about Lego all day, but you still won't have the completed thing until you open up the manual and you go step one, click, step two, click. Yeah. So we set out to do that for our students because we realized how, how caught up they were 
forgetting and then not doing and just over over learning over consuming yeah. of content and it takes a lot of that heavy lifting heavy thinking out of it i love making legos because i i can kind of turn my brain off and just kind of mindlessly follow directions and it's like imagine if you could start doing that in your business just having things or if you have a team you start to hand that off to somebody else and say here you build this here you create this piece and yeah. um that changed everything for us and our students because you know, you still self-sabotage. People will like, oh, I'm not going to do it that way. You know, it's like you're following the instructions and it's step five says, put these two pieces. No, I'm going to do it another way. Yeah, Melissa's raising her hand. And it's like, I've talked okay. about this before. I've actually said yeah. in my group, oh, James Wedmore would be so embarrassed if he saw what I was doing right now. <laughs> no. Hey, you can you can go off, that's fine. But don't don't expect to get the same result. You know, it's yeah. like if you deviate from the recipe or leave an ingredient out, it's probably not going to taste yeah. How you thought it was going to taste, but that's your choice, you know? Yeah. And in deciding, so building onto that, in deciding what mm -hmm. kind of a playbook that we want, um, one of my lessons, one of my harder lessons came in January of this, yeah, would have done January of this year. So again, this year, this, no, sorry, January. So I started next level, it was January 2020. No, I'm getting my dates mixed okay. up. So January 2020. Uh, but really around what kind of game you're playing. And mm -hmm. I had set that. So choosing the game and then writing the playbook and then being mm -hmm. in the moment, mm -hmm. like the CEO yeah. of that game. So, you know, that was a big one for me in terms of different actions or different ways of being and asking myself, are you being the multiple six-figure entrepreneur in this moment? And mm -hmm. one of the harder lessons that I had we're Canadian, we charge US dollars. And I don't remember if it was with Stripe, if it was with PayPal, what had happened, but there was a delay. We had several thousand dollars that was just something had happened and it wasn't moving how it should. And I couldn't get it into my account and my next level payment bounced. So I knew I had about a day. I figured it might, it might come in in time, it might not. So at that mm -hmm. point I had gone through the process because you have, you've made it available to us. I knew what would happen. So I was emotionally preparing myself. Oh my goodness, <laughs> is this really going to happen? So I went through your failed payment process. And then my next level payment actually came out early that month for whatever reason. So it, there was no hope. Like I, I had a one day like hope oh, and pray, man. Yeah. no hope. So yeah. coming back to what does this mean? Melissa in 2019 or 2018 would have made that mean a lot of different things. You're not cut out for business. Oh my goodness, mm -hmm. I can't believe you did this. What Melissa 2020 made that mean, I forwarded. So when it happened, your team's very good at following up. I forwarded their email to my team and said, we're going to learn from this and we're going to improve our failed payment process this week while I'm waiting for the payment, you know, when the payment came through for us, like we got everything sorted by the end of the week, but that was a big lesson in terms of how do you want to show up as a CEO in this moment? You can curl up into a fetal position, a woe is me, you know, pity party, embarrassment. I can't believe that happened. Or is there an opportunity here that you can learn or that you can improve your failed payment process? How can you empower your team to continue to grow and evolve as a business. So, so that's what we did. You know, that's the choice that we made. And I remember, you know, doing this little pat on the back, like, huh, that mind your money program. Look at that. Uh, <laughs> you know? yeah. 
and, and just acknowledging like, okay, I still have the choice of how I want to show up, what kind of game I want to play, you know, what kind of CEO I want to be and who do I want to be in the moment? Uh, yeah. So it was a, it was a really, you know, one of those lessons that, um, one of those situations that I would have never thought put a smile on my face, but it was, you know, that week put a smile on my face, which is pretty cool. Well, that's it. And, um, there's so much I can say here. The first thing is, um, I want to, I want to address all of it. The, the first thing is, is that we have to understand that problems are a blessing, but we don't relate to them that way. Problems force you to pay attention. And when you pay attention, there's an opportunity to learn. We're here to learn. We need to make learning the priority. That's why I said one of my secrets to success is that I have a constant learner's mindset. I'm constantly trying to learn and grow. And there's another secret to success, which I'm going to get to in, in just a moment is one of these little secrets. But that you want to look at those moments and say, what is there for me to learn from this? And that's exactly what you did. You, you shifted to, I'm going to make lemon made out of lemons or whatever they did say, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to find the good in this and I'm going to grow as a result of this, but that's only, you can do that. You know, we've had someone else fail payment and say, Oh my goodness, you guys are awful and blah, 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 you know, whatever. And that's what people are going to do. That's fine. I'm not saying one is right or wrong, uh, good or bad. You could say one is effective. One isn't, you know, so I'll let people who want determine what is more effective for them. But let's go to the thing you said about the possible meaning that you could have chosen that the new Melissa didn't, which is I don't have what it takes. This is a very silly notion. I don't, I don't believe it for a second. If, if you're saying I don't have what it takes or I don't think I have what it takes, we need to eradicate that from your vocabulary. It's not a matter of not having what it takes. It's simply a matter of you not being willing to give what it takes. Big, big difference. Let me explain. I don't have what it takes. No, you haven't been willing to give what it takes. If I've believed this for a very long time, if you have the desire and it's born within you, I do want to start a business and I will enjoy it. The desire, the heart, remember I said the heart is the North Star, it's a GPS. Then you already have everything within you to make it a reality. If the desire is there, then it means it's possible. That's what we need to ingrain as a truth. If the desire, you would not have this God-given internal, something's tugging at me that I cannot let go of. I can't, I'm obsessed now wanting to do this thing. All the while, you'll, it's not possible for you. What? That's crazy. You just want something your whole life, but it was deemed never possible? No. Uh-uh, not a chance. It's possible. Inherently, the fact that you want it means it's possible. Doesn't mean it's gonna be easy. Doesn't mean it's gonna be instant. Doesn't mean it's gonna be automatic, all that type of stuff. So that comes back to this resistance piece. And the real, at the core, what I think really is, and I, I say, I, I'm saying these like in jest, but, but there's like seriousness in, in it, uh, secret to success in letting go. So resistance is simply your unwillingness to let go of what no longer serves you. So problems are going to come up. We're going to get upset. 
bad day, bad week situations. I've had them. I've experienced a lot of them. And what's causing those problems and what's causing to perpetuate those problems is our unwillingness to let go of something that no longer serves us. The secret to life is in letting go. You're constantly growing. You're constantly evolving. You're not the same person today that you were yesterday, let alone 10 years ago. But there's that part of us, we can call it the the ego, the 3D part of us, that really fights really hard to hold on to a lot of things. And if you go out and you start a business and you've never done a business before, you're going to need to let let go of a lot. You're going to need to let go of those old money stories. You're going to need to let go of the need to look good. You're going to need to let go of your stories about selling. You're going to need to let go of the fear of people refunding or canceling or saying, you got to let go of a lot. But when we just keep holding on to all of it, you know what I mean by holding on to it, right? It's like, no, this is important. This is significant. I have attachment to it. Then things aren't going to work. And it's not going to go very well. And then we're going to start to say, it's not working. Maybe I don't have what it takes because that's safer. That's the ego's, the ego's tricking you. It's lying to you and you didn't even know it. You know what? You just don't have what it takes. That's the ego's way of self-preservation because to let go of all those things takes the most unbelievable, immense amount of courage to sit there and say, I don't have what it takes is the safest. And I'm going to be a little jerky here. Most cowardice thing that we can say, because then we just decide it's not possible. I'll stay in my comfort zone. I won't put myself out there, but to let go of all the attachments of the ego is one of the scariest and and most courageous things that we can ever do. Because when you do that, you expose yourself to people, criticism, judgments, opinions. You, you, you stand up for what you believe in. You speak your truth. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's when things start working. And you had all of that within you the entire freaking time. Yeah. You just didn't access it. So we always have what it takes. And when we let go of what's no longer serving us, you'll see that. All right. Well, as we start to wrap this up, because I certainly want to stay in integrity with your time in terms of holding back or in terms of, you know, you had it within you the entire time or ways that you are showing up. One of the bigger lessons that I learned from you was last summer during your business by design launch. And so I was an affiliate partner last year and it was my first experience with being an affiliate partner. And up until that point, the story that I had been telling myself was that Mm -hmm. launching was hard. Launching was heavy. Launching required tremendous amounts of resources, energy. And I went into my affiliate experience last year really with the expectations of learning. I wanted to learn more about the business model. I wanted to learn more about affiliates. I thought this was a great opportunity to continue learning with you my mind was blown in terms of what I learned. Like that was a course in and of itself was going through that affiliate experience. And guess what? I had a great time. 
Wait, uh, can I make, can I guess? Can I actually guess? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Can guess I what guess? happened. <laughs> I'm going to guess what happened right here. Melissa did not tell me this before the show. You found that you were uh, promoting and showing up more for me than you had been for yourself. In a way that, and of course you brought it back to that. You know, you, you were also... <laughs> you brought that up in the training. Um, and I remember very clearly <laughs> yeah. writing my notes like a good little student mm -hmm. and thinking, wow, you know, this launch was fun. I generated revenue. I made amazing connections. This felt really light. And then it got to the moment where you, you said, okay, so now I have to ask, mm -hmm. why can't you show up for yourself like that? Mm -hmm. And again, it was just one of these moments of, Oh, James, <laughs> I have so much carry into my therapy sessions. <laughs> this is about business. Um, oh gosh, but that was a big, you know, and, and that's something. So I'm an affiliate again. I learned so much from this, seeing how your team works as a cohesive unit, the energy you bring and doing something you love. And no, this is a, a program that you you really believe in and that you've seen results from. And again, just immersing myself in that has been such a valuable learning experience for myself as a business owner, but also in terms of myself, in terms of personal growth and development, you know, and recognizing, mm -hmm. wow, why, uh, why is it so easy for me to put that? The first time I ever ran Facebook ads was for you, not me. Wow. <laughs> because mm -hmm. Facebook ads were hard. Facebook ads are complicated, but yet yeah. we set it up. No problem. Within a week, we had them set up for your right. launch last year. Whereas we hadn't been able to pull it together for my launch. People don't, people don't like when I say these things, but like 90% of all that stuff is the ego's way of tricking you to stay in your comfort zone. Oh, and yeah. you just my, proved my it right there. My ego's busy. <laughs> like even the, <laughs> and that's great. I mean, cause like, that's the whole thing is like to whatever's driving that next level of success for you, more of that unhealthy parts of your ego is going to have to die off before you get there. So that when you are there at that quote unquote destination, the, who you've become and what you've let go of will be unbelievable. And that's the thing is like, I've had to do that. I've had to, I've had to do a lot of shedding and letting go over the years to, to step into who I'm becoming. And you're always becoming and evolving because that's beautiful. But yeah, when people say these terms, like, oh, this thing is heavy. Um, I always say, how heavy is it? How much does it weigh? <laughs> People are like, what? No, like it's heavy. I'm like, yeah, no, I know. I hear you. It, it weighs a lot. How much does it weigh? And obviously launches don't weigh anything. Pounds, kilos, whatever. They don't have any actual weight to them. So why is it heavy? What's causing that heaviness? And that's more of that resistance. There's something about it that I'm resisting and it's easier to call it heavy. It's, it's easier to say there's something wrong with it than to confront something that I'm unwilling to confront. And so you had a beautiful experience, which a lot of our affiliates go through. That's why I was able to predict what happened, where the things that confront you when it comes to your own stuff, were not there when, when it's about somebody else. And so as a result, it wasn't a heavy launch. It wasn't complicated. It wasn't scary. It was like, whoa. And so, you know, people want to scoff when I have 470 episodes on what people call mindset on mind your business. But like, you know, fish doesn't really experience water as anything separate because they're immersed in it. But people have no idea how much it's creating and causing their occurring world and how much that affects their performance and the results. 
And then, you know, you go and do this for somebody else and it's fun. It's simple. It's easy. It's light. And it's like, why wasn't it like that for you? Oh, because you're involved. You're, you're the star. You're in the spotlight. And all of this stuff is really confronting for so many of us as it was for me. It's like, who am I to be doing syndrome coming up big time? I can't talk about myself. I can't be braggadocious. I was told my whole life to dim my light, not shine it brightly. And so we don't. And um, yeah, good lesson there. <laughs> good lesson indeed. Um, all right. So James, my last thoughts on this whole, you know, this whole episode, this whole recording. Someone in my coaching program said this during our call last week. And I thought, yeah, you know, I can attribute that to what I've been learning through James. And she had said, since I've started working with you, since I've started following you, which has been about a couple of years now, she said, you've changed. Your energy has changed. The way you're being has changed. And I want to be a part of that. And that's why I'm still here because I want to be around that. Do you see that you've changed? Mm. And thank you because I attribute a lot of that. Um, I'm aware of that. I do feel like I have changed from the inside out in the last, you know, since I've started my business by design journey in October, 2018. And yeah, it's, you know, this whole business venture, um, yeah, trying to put it into words, but Mm -hmm. I appreciate you and I'm very grateful for your teachings and for your integrity. Uh, and this has been a wild ride, like nothing I (laughs) was ever expecting, um, before. And then, you know, just, the impact it's having as well on my son. Uh, you know, I had asked him once, do you think you'll ever, so he's nine now. And Uh I had asked him, do you think you'll ever start a business someday? And he said, what? I can't start a business. Only moms start businesses. (laughs) That's why. Because he's, you know, he's surrounded by mompreneurs. Those are my friends. And he's like, only mommies run businesses. And I'm like, oh, Oh changing the world. (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. Going back though, to what you shared. Thank you for sharing that. That's beautiful. Think about, there's another lesson there in what that client shared with you about like you've changed and I've seen you're changing and that's why I keep following you. And I want to double down on how important that is for you and for everyone listening because there is an overemphasis in the wrong things in terms of who am I to be doing this? I don't have all the degrees I don't have 30 years of experience. I don't have as many testimonials. I don't, I don't have as many students. I'm not making as much money. I'm not da, 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 all those things. But that's not why this person follows you. They follow you because of some invisible, inherent quality, characteristic, or way of being that you possess. There's, there's other people in that same program as you. And for some of them, and that's okay, it's no judgment. I said the same things to you as I said to them and they're still concepts, but you did that thing that so many people don't do, which is take the concept and apply it, embody it, operate from that place. And when you do that, more and more people go, what is it about her? She's got something I want and I'm going to follow her. And That is so beautiful and so important. And that's the thing we need to remember when the imposter syndrome and the self-sabotage comes up is that it's 
who I'm being is a light and that energy is who's going to come with me. You know, ask the questions like, who am I to be doing this? And who, who can I be right now for one person? Who can I be today for one person to make a difference in their life? And that will take you further than you can even imagine. And you're demonstrating that. That's pretty awesome. Mm, Thank you. And that was a great ending point. Um, I'm going to capture what you just said somehow, because that was amazing. (laughs) So (laughs) that was a great way to wrap this up. James, thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, Thank thank you so much for your time, your energy. Uh, This was lovely. I'm sure we could, both of us like to talk. We could, we could podcast for two hours, but we won't. Your team will have my head. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Three hours long. What were you thinking? (laughs) Yeah. No, thanks. Thanks so much for having me. It was a great, great concept too, for an episode. I love it. All right. So yeah, I will include all the different ways. You have so many trainings coming up at the time of this recording. uh, So I will make sure that people hear about them. They know how to sign up, take advantage. And know that's something else that I've learned from you is really over-delivering. And I give a lot away. I, I and I'm able to because I've raised my prices and can pay my bills, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so that's part of it. And I'm able to over deliver on content. And then if people you know are resonating with it, I have different ways they can take the next step, next steps and, and that's okay. Yeah. And I love that that's where you're coming from as well. And all the great things you have going on in the next little bit. Um, I mean, my goodness, it's, it's uh, never ending. So I will make sure I, I, link people up with where they need to yeah. go and what they need to do. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, Melissa. Yeah, I appreciate you're it. Welcome. You're welcome. You're mm-hmm. welcome. All right. So with that being said, I will uh, send you off and enjoy the rest of your day and all the things that you have on the go. And I will, well, I think I have a training with you this week, so I will see you later. This yes, week. you do. I'll <laughs> see you there. <laughs> okay. Take care, James. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, there you have it. Oh my goodness, I could have chatted with James Wedmore all day long. I am fascinated with how his brain works. And this, for me, is what business is all about. It's really about seeing the different ways that we are growing and evolving in all aspects of our life. And especially with a personal brand, really understanding that building a business, it really is personal development on steroids, you know, really leaning in and doing this work. So as mentioned in the episode, James has a ton of training and resources happening in the next month or so, depending on when you're listening to this. So it is a buildup for his launch of his signature program, Business by Design. And whether you are interested in his signature program or not, there is so much value to going through the launch process. So every year I take people through the launch process where we are consuming the content, we are going through the training, and I am offering a unique OT perspective on his teachings. So if that's something you're interested in, we are going to run the Facebook group until, so I have a pop-up Facebook group just for OTs, and we're going to be running it until the end of June. I believe we have it going until July 2nd. So technically until the doors close for his business 
Business by Design program. So if that's something you're interested in, we have a lot of OTs from all over the world. We are there conversing, chatting, brainstorming, sharing our takeaways. There's so much value in the conversations that we are having. So check out the show notes and I'm including the link. So I have all of his trainings, but then I also have our pop-up Facebook group that we are running. Uh, Again, OT specific. And I would love for you to come and join in on the conversation. Okay. So that's it from me. Take care. Hope to see some of you in our pop-up Facebook group. I hope to see others in our free training series for the business of coaching. And I will catch you on the next episode of the OT's Gone Rogue podcast. Take care, everyone.